Welcome to One on One With, a podcast where we sit down with key influencers, preachers, and leaders and ask those questions you can really only ask one on one. We're so happy you're joining us and we would actually love to hear from you. So why don't you leave a comment, a review, let us know how we can best support you. We know that you are absolutely going to love this episode's guest. So let's jump into it now. So good to have you, Pastor Thanks, Jared. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's been awesome having you here for our breakthrough conference. And yeah. I will just say, on behalf of everyone who heard, you brought a killer word. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. It was so, so good. Look, we're stoked to sit down with you and just talk life, talk ministry, yeah. talk culture, a bit of your background. Um, so maybe the first question we can jump into is, how did you know you were called to go into the type of ministry that you're now in? Yeah. Um, for me, it started when I was really, really young. Uh, I think part of it was growing up in a pastor's family. So like um, my parents were pastors. Mm. Um, I've got several uncles that are pastors. My grandparents were pastors, oh my gosh. Um, even up, I think another generation. So I think I'm like fourth or fifth generation in the wow. ministry. And so I remember being really young and um, wanting to be like all these people that I looked up to. Yeah. Um, my dad and, and my uncles and, and these people that were giving their lives to ministry. And um, so from a very young age, I, I felt a calling toward it. And I remember actually as a freshman in high school is really when God confirmed the calling on my life. I was at a um, youth uh, summer camp and, um, and was just at the altar responding. And I remember asking God, is this just something I want or um, is it something that you really want for me? Is it just me wanting to be like the people that I admire or is this a calling for you? And um, man, I just heard the voice of God so clearly that wow. this is what I was supposed to give my life to. And mm-hmm. so, you know, kind of from that moment on, um, I've, I've known and I've pursued this and um, it's just kind of always been a part of who I am. Wow, that's yeah. so interesting. Dinner tables, like with all the family together? Yeah, all, the, all the family together. It's always like theology yes. or like, you know, how to better lead the church or whatever. Yeah. I used to sit and listen to those conversations yeah. and it's, it's pretty awesome. I think it's so important. We often overlook, I think, our upbringing. Yeah. The people that God's actually surrounded us with in our family. Yeah. And that massively shapes who we are. Oh, How absolutely. do you think, you know, you bringing up, being brought up in a home full of pastors and full of people in ministry has shaped who you are now? Yeah. I think it gave me a head start in understanding um, what it means to love people, what it means to walk through their hard moments. Um, growing up in a pastor's family, you see the, the dark side of ministry, right? The yeah. hard part where um, people let you down, people fail, um, but you keep loving them anyway and mm. showing the love and grace of God to them. And so for me, nothing has come as a surprise in ministry. Mm. You know, when people have failed me, when um, things have gotten difficult, when there's dry spiritual seasons, none of that's a surprise to me because I watched wow. um, my parents navigate it. And I, I navigated it myself, just being a part of the family because they did such a good job looping us into yeah. everything that was happening and so um, the struggles for me um, that come along with ministry I've gotten to experience them already and so Mm -hmm. God um, really blessed me by platforming that in my life and teaching me those things early preparing me way before Mm -hmm. um, you know I was ever ready to step into that role preparing me for the roles that he's had for me Mm, that's so interesting you're talking there about some of the hard times and you know the the dark side of yeah as you would say what would, if you had one, which is an interesting question, if you had a favorite failure or a favorite, uh, you know, hard part in your experience in ministry looking back on that you've learned the most from, yeah. what would that be? Well, one of them's funny. Okay. I was thinking about this. Uh, <laughs> I remember being a junior high pastor. I was like 
man, 21, 22 years old. And um, we were, you know, doing what you do at junior high ministry. We were playing games. Yep. And, um, and so every single week we would do this as, you know, part of the service or whatever. You play a game. And it was usually guys versus girls. And um, in this one game we were having... Um, the kids had to uh, eat a saltine cracker and then eat like baby food and then eat yes. peanut butter. And there was like a specific order that they had to go in because it was going to make it more difficult. And they had to finish each thing before they moved on to the next. So you had to finish your saltine crackers before you ate your peanut butter. Baby food, you had to eat it all. So we had kids volunteer. They all came up and um, this one kid comes up and, you know, we say go. And the music cranks up. Everything's loud. I'm yelling in the mic, getting everyone yeah. hyped. And this kid is eating baby food. And he looks at me and he says, I'm done. But he hadn't finished like the jar yet. And I thought he was asking for permission to like go on to the next item. I said, no, you're not done. You got to finish that baby food. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought it was fine. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, the game got played. Everyone went to small groups. And then after um, church, a dad came like storming up to oh, me no. in the hallway with this oh, kid no. in tote. And he said, I need to talk to you. And I was like, Oh crap, like what did I do? And so I had him come into my office. He's like, why did you make my kid cry? You, he said, you made him eat baby food. I was oh. like, made him eat baby food? What did I do? Well, the poor kid, he thought the baby food was gross and he was hating his life eating it. And I had said from the microphone, you're gonna finish that baby food. And it was his first time at church and oh I had made him gosh. cry and it was Good bad. Times. So. I don't know. There's like funny failures like yes, that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, some of the other failures that I've had, um, uh, it's kind of interesting, but like elevating um, rising leaders too quickly has been a failure that I've made. Um, there's, you know, kind of a, a common phrase that's used that don't let your gifting move you beyond your character. Wow. Um, I and I think there's been a few times where I have let someone's gifting move them further up than their character could match. Mm. And, um, and so I've, from learning from that and learning from the, the failure that follows that, it doesn't just affect you, but affects um, uh, other leaders in the yeah. ministry, affects students. Um, I've learned to have a better intuition for mm. when someone's really ready um, to step into their gifting, you know yes. what I mean? And, and to be okay with um, uh, telling them they're not ready. Yes. And that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing for young leaders to hear. Mm. Um, but I, I know that if you can hear that and you can receive that and you can be teachable enough to go, okay, I'll do whatever I can to prepare myself and I'll wait for that spotlight. I'll that's wait for great. that moment. Um, that's when that person's really ready. You know yeah. what I mean? When they're willing yeah. to be teachable. And so I think I've learned the hard way, just don't elevate people too fast, but allow God to do the work in them behind the scenes mm. and then platform them like crazy yeah. when their character matches their gifting. So I love that because at the end of the day, it's like what you were actually preaching on. It comes back to our heart. Absolutely. If our heart's in a good place and, and we're healthy there, then we can deal with the hands and the feet. Yes. Because it comes from the heart. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What's something, maybe a piece of encouragement you'd say to other people out there that are starting off in ministry or wanting to get wanting to serve in a church or even actually just in their workplaces in terms of wanting to you know progress in their work in terms yeah. of that having their heart in a good in a good space yeah um, I think the biggest thing I think the biggest um, misunderstanding about ministry when we think about ministry we often think about the stage yeah we think about um, the influence that comes from um, a platform if mm -hmm. you will. Um, but 99% of ministry is not done from the stage. Yeah, um, and 99% sure. of your influence doesn't come in. That's, that's the 1%. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that um, God gives people 
the 1% opportunity when we're careful with the 99%. That's great. Right? So when we're loving people the way God's called us to love people, and so much more of leadership is serving people, it calling is. out their gifting, mm -hmm. elevating them, giving them opportunity, mm -hmm. um, and, and doing the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Um, and so that's honestly what I look for in up and coming leaders. I'm not looking for the person with the best speaking ability, mm -hmm. um, the best whatever. I'm looking for the person that's willing to do whatever. That's you know what right. I mean? Whatever it takes. I'm looking for uh, uh, the leader that finding someone that's alone in the lobby and they're starting a conversation with yeah, them because to awesome. me they understand what it's about yeah. um, and so as you're coming up you know if people are coming up in ministry and wanting to learn um, you know you've got to have this attitude that says I'll do anything yeah. if it means people are finding Jesus that's if I got to awesome. stack chairs if I yeah. gotta if I gotta be on the greeting team if I got to be on the cleanup team I'm gonna be on all those teams actually yeah. I'm gonna do whatever it takes and um, that heart, that hunger, you know what I mean? To just be a part of what God's doing awesome. um, gives you then that platform to step into to more. Yeah, that's so great. I, I remember chatting to a youth pastor and he said they had a phrase in their, in, their, in their sort of leadership team that said, everything is for the kingdom. So yeah. whether you're stacking chairs, yes. cleaning toilets, or preaching or worship leading, it's all for the kingdom. Right. So they, they would have high schoolers you know, it's like, hey, can someone vacuum the floor? And they're like, for the kingdom, you know, it's like, for the kingdom, everything. Can someone shout someone, Maccas, for the kingdom? You know, like, I think that's such a good concept. That's awesome. Um, you were talking earlier about, you know, people disappointing you and, and how not everything about ministry and even just outside of ministry, just the Christian life yeah. is highs and it's all sunny yeah. and all that. What would you say uh, in the times that you've maybe had a low season or you're, you're dealing with a disappointment how do you go about actually dealing with that mm, that's a great question um i think one of the things you've got to do as a leader is have people um that are in the next season yeah. that are a step further than you that are speaking into your life that's correct. um and and looping those people in. usually people um it's helpful if they're outside of your circle so like you know um, I have my lead pastor that's an influencer in my life and mm -hmm. speaks a ton into my life but it's helpful that I have um, a few other guys in my life as well that are that's outside awesome. of my immediate circle that can bring perspective um, that I don't get anywhere else you know mm -hmm. I, I remember uh, sitting down with a leader one time I was in a situation where um, my leader I, I was a junior high pastor and the high school pastor that was kind of my team leader had done something that was frustrating me and, yeah. I was annoyed with him and I was disappointed that I didn't, I don't remember what it was, get some sort of opportunity. And, and so I sat down with one of my mentors and this was a person I had developed a relationship with. I had been intentional about getting this person in my life so they had say in my life. And mm. I told him the story and I was waiting for him to be like, man, Jared, you're so right. I yeah. feel so bad for you. That guy's an idiot. Validate Let's go get him. Yeah, yeah, no. Instead, what I got was, Jared, you're an idiot and you're being a baby. Wow. And I was like, you are the worst leader ever. Why are you telling me this? Like, why are you telling me my perspective is wrong? I want you to validate me. Um, but he, he uh, taught me a life lesson that actually I hold on to this day that he, I was just being too easily offended. Wow. I think sometimes in ministry um, and in life, we choose offense. Mm. Um, and so many things we can just let go and just mm. choose to live life not offended, to not think, take things personally, yeah. um, and to not take ourselves so seriously. Very and true. so he started talking to, talking to me about that. And, and it was like something that was so big for me and, and felt so painful. And I had this conversation with him and I was like, you're right, I am an idiot. Wow. Like I've been taking this way too seriously. Yeah. And so I think just those people in your life that can call you on your junk, yeah. that can tell you when you're in the wrong, 
that can help you see the right perspective. And then obviously if, if someone really has hurt you, that can pray with you, that can encourage you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I can like speak that. life into you when mm -hmm. you need life. Because there are moments where you need life spoken over you. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You need to be reminded um, that you are called. You need yeah. to be reminded that you are gifted. You need to be reminded that God will equip you. And you need those other people speaking that um, into your life. Uh, because I think pain causes us to lose sight sometimes. Yes. You know what I mean? That phrase, you can't see the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. um, that you can't see the big picture when you're in pain. And so Very you need true. some outside perspective to come in and, and speak into your life when you're in those painful moments. Very true. I think there's such a, um, such a merit in selecting mentors. Yes. Not just letting it happen by chance, but actually purposely going out of your way to say, I like or I admire an attribute about this person. Yes. I'm going to get myself in their world and get them in my world. Yeah. Hardly ever does a mentor ask me to coffee. Very it's true. me asking Very them. Yeah. Um, and and I, I take that initiative yeah. and I think so many people miss out on great mentors in their life because they're just waiting for them to like mystically appear yes. like Yoda or something. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Come yeah. find them. Yeah. Um, but, but really it takes the work of going, finding those people, buying them coffee, coming with a set of questions, yeah. coming ready to learn. Mm. And when you come with that eagerness, there's hardly anyone that'll turn you down. Very true. So I think as a leader, you know, we want to pour ourselves out, yeah. um, but we're looking for that person that takes that initiative. Yeah. I want to be that person that takes the initiative. I want to ask for that lunch. I want to ask yes. for that um, coffee appointment. I want to come with questions and mm. then I receive so much. Just sort of going back to your youth ministry days, if you could have all the young people of the world in front of you. Oh, okay. Okay. You go. You feel the weight. <laughs> I'm feeling, feeling the weight that? right now. <laughs> so we got all the young people of the world in front of you and don't worry, they understand whatever language you speak. It's, it's all translated. <laughs> What, what would be a piece of advice or encouragement that you would bring to that younger generation? Mm. I think um, it's a contrasting piece of advice. I think the first thing that I would remind them of is that life is a lot longer than what they're experiencing right now. Wow. I think when you're young, everything just seems like a big deal. Like that girl dumps you and your life is over. You know what I mean? You're never gonna find love again. Yeah. You're never whatever. And everything is just blown out of proportion. And the longer that I've lived, and I haven't lived that long, I'm only 29, but the longer that I live, the more I've looked back and, and seen that the thing that felt so devastating in the moment in the big picture was so small. Very you know true. what I mean? And so um, in the first half, I, I would say, man, life is longer. And, and so don't lose heart. Don't take everything such a big deal. But, but you know, um, remember the big picture. But then I would say at the same time, even though life is longer, take advantage of these moments. Very you know good. what I mean? Yeah. Take advantage of um, the opportunity not to live how I want and then live for Jesus one day. You mm. know what I mean? Because truthfully, we never know when our life's going to end. Yeah. Um, we never know when God's going to call us home. We never know when he's going to come again. Um, and so we need to live with a sense of urgency like in our that. faith, with a sense of urgency that I don't need to wait until a later season of life to be used by God. Yes. I don't need to wait until a later season of life to step into my calling, to step mm. into ministry, to step into whatever it is. Mm. Um, I, I can do it now. You yeah. know what I mean? And I want to take advantage now because I don't know how many opportunities I'll get. Yeah. Um, so again, kind of contrasting. Life is long, but at the same time, take advantage of, of the opportunities you have now. I love that. I love that. When, with all your preaching, so obviously uh, you do a lot of speaking, you know, yeah. we've got you, we've flown you from the States yeah. to, to bring the word and, and I will say you're a great communicator. Um, through all your years of preaching in different churches and in different scenes and maybe even through different church series, mm -hmm. what is the central message that you find yourself coming back to time and time again? Maybe it's sort of the the message that God is giving you or you have a deeper revelation yeah. 
Um, I think something for me that I really believe is that as a pastor, my job is to equip people to actually do the work of the ministry. That's great. And one of the things I want to walk away with is not just inspiring people to follow Jesus, but inspiring them um, that they're called to reach their friends with the gospel. That's awesome. A church doesn't grow because of um, just because of great preaching and great worship. Yeah. Um, great preaching and great worship allow people to be comfortable enough to bring a friend, mm -hmm. but until everyone in the body of Christ, until everyone who's a part of a church really understands that it's their job, that it's our job, that it's my job to talk to my barista, that it's yes. my job to talk to my coworker, that it's my job to talk to my neighbor mm -hmm. um, and, and really present Jesus to them through the way that I live my life, I through like inviting that. them to church, all that kind of stuff. So I don't wanna just leave people inspired to like, live different like oh i have jesus in me and now i'm fine mm. but like i have jesus in me and m the person that i that i know needs that like they need the hope that i'm experiencing they I need like um the peace that i'm experiencing mm. and so i always want people um to have their eyes out if you will you know what i mean and i think that's what grows the church that's what starts revival absolutely it is not um um you know necessarily that one person, one great preacher comes yeah. in and, and changes everything, but that all the people realize that God's using them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love that um, Jesus says that the harvest is plentiful. Mm. In other words, his spirit's going before us. He's preparing hearts. The harvest is plentiful, but it's the workers that are, that are few. Very and true. so he says, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he'll send more workers. Mm. Uh, I want to inspire more workers. Yeah, you know what I mean? I want to inspire good. more people to be compelled, not just to follow Jesus, but to bring other people along with them yeah. in following Jesus. That's awesome. So fi final question. If you could have a meal with anyone that's still alive or anyone that's even passed away, yeah. who would that person be and why? Yeah. Um, well, Jesus uh, would be answer oh, number one. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm not going to give that as a real answer. Uh, honestly, uh, I would I would love to have had a meal with Billy Graham, mm -hmm. and um, I mean it's awesome because he's an incredible evangelist, yeah. incredible communicator. So many people have found Jesus because of his ministry. Um, but I've heard stories. The reason I'd like to have a meal with him, I've heard stories of people who did have meals with him, wow. and how much it impacted them. Just mm -hmm. being around, he wasn't just a preacher. He was a guy who genuinely loved God yeah. and was used by God as much in a conversation um, as he was on a platform. You so, know what I mean? And so I would love to sit down with him and be inspired by his life and yeah. have him pray over me. You know what I mean? Um, I think that would be just a really cool experience. Uh, so I'll have it one day in heaven, I guess. Well, thank you so much. Hey, absolutely, man. Really appreciate, appreciate your time. It. And uh, you not only inspired myself, but everyone listening as well. So thank you. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us for One on One With. We appreciate your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, why don't you hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, leave a review, or even share the link to a friend that you think would enjoy it as well. Thanks again for joining it, and we'll see you on the next episode.